Dude, Thursday. Here we are, League of Extraordinary Dudes podcast on a Thursday. You know, that's my bad. Yeah, for everyone listening, just for uh, just for info, Mr. Tube Socks here. Introduce yourself. Tony Tube Socks producer. There he is. Uh, now, uh, you had reached out to me last night and said, dude. Two, for the second week. For right? the second week, yeah. I said, dude, let's get this done. And I said, absolutely. I got admittedly a little sidetracked last night. And then that pushed it out a day. So here we are. Sitting at my house waiting to do a podcast last night, and he no showed. So yeah, I no showed. And now, but speaking of no show, you kind of have no show this whole season. So I I can't be too surprised by that. But you know what? I would say that's not fair, but that's that's actually fair. So so a third, uh, but a Thursday podcast. We actually are. Uh, if you are listening to this, we're watching Thursday night football, which is kind of cool because we have live stats changing right now. Uh, we are watching the game. And it's uh, the third quarter with four minutes left in third quarter. So that's where we are right now. Yeah, I was going to say one of the cool things is here we are recording Fantasy Football Podcast, actually watching NFL football that doesn't really happen. And we can kind of see live stats and we can kind of see people's live reactions as we're recording. Like, And our predictions are going to be a little yeah. skewed too, if depending on that. Like waiver wire warriors freaking out over Joe Mixon's production. <laughs> but anyways, guys, regardless, welcome in. Week four, League of Extraordinary Dudes podcast. We got some good matchups this week. We have some potential blowouts this week. Uh, we'd love to get into the to the matchups from. We last have week. A, a guarantee victory this week. We have a guaranteed victory this week. We have a gentleman's agreement on on the line for that, which we'll get into as well. But uh, you know what? If you're ready, you want to hop into it. How about how about we go through the uh, week three matchups here? Why why take a drink of water? I I want let's go through all five. Give me start with what I think is, uh, or which was the matchup of the week in my opinion, which was bench warmers versus living on Hilaire. All right, bench warmers against living on Hilaire. Number two against number seven. I think those are this week's. Yes, yeah, th- those are this week's okay, projections. So, so little, little skew, but yeah. we'll start with that. Bench warmers coming out with two hundred nineteen points. Living on Hilaire, the guy we all. Thought had it going for him. Yeah. 167. Yeah. I believe that was the biggest blowout of the week. Yeah, that was the big... Yeah, so, which is crazy. Now, admittedly, last week I picked bench warmers and living on Hilaire as being my matchup of the week. I thought it was going to be close. Their initial scoring projections, I think, were super close. If it tells me right here, it was like 225 to 210. And this was a chance for living on Hilaire to jump from the bottom of the NFC to the top. When your number one running back goes down, yeah, things change. Yes, absolutely. So and so living on Hilaire, one of the if you look at a, the difference in scoring, check this out. If you have this matchup out, so here's here's bench warmers. Bench warmers started the Denver defense versus the Jets, got them thirty four points. Pittsburgh's defense versus the Bengals for living on Hilaire got them ten. Mark Andrews for Baltimore uh, bench warmers as his tight end slot got him twenty three points. Kyle Pitts who. <clears throat> admittedly in my opinion has been a fantasy disappointment this year he is not who we thought he was no he was supposed to be like top 10 te1 range he was talking people talking about kelsey style yeah uh, his rookie season and it definitely still could happen. i'm not counting him out yet but that offense is is pretty bad right now you would think even on a bad offense yes uh his quarterback could lock in on him and him be fantasy relevant but 
Uh, we have not seen that yet. No, and, and Pitts got him, hurt him, and he got him five points. Yeah. So, so this is this is a microcosm of this matchup. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All three, if you take the points of all three of living on Hilaire's wide receivers, plus his tight end, ooh, plus his kicker. I still don't think that adds up to the amount of points that Benchwarmer's defense scored. Yep. So, here's the points totals for his wide receivers for living on Hilaire. 6.8, 5.6, 5.8. And his and his tight end, 5.5, kicker 6.0. Now, my math is a little fuzzy. I, I'm not necessarily some, you know, uh, you know rain man guy here, <laughs> but... Uh, 32 that, points, 32 points. Yes, 32 points. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, three minutes to Wapner, three minutes to Wapner. <laughs> so Denver, sco- Trevor's defense scored more than Seth's four position players. I mean, you're not going to win doing that. Now, saving grace, Derrick Henry continues to be a monster and surprise of the week. If I would have told you last week, honestly, think about this. If I would have told you last week, Ryan Tannehill was going to score almost exactly the same amount of points as Kyler Murray, who who was playing Jacksonville, you would have kicked me out of your house, right? I would, I would have thrown you right out the door. But hey, it was a it was a weak showing from living on Hilaire, not anything that he has to do. Unlucky. I would have start I unlucky. I would have started Robert Woods. I would have started Amari Cooper. Devonta Smith, absolutely. I mean, these are guys that like you would think produce, but yeah, he didn't. He didn't make any wrong decisions. The guys just were unlucky yep. and didn't produce. It, it, I mean, it was total. It was total unluckiness. Even on his bench, he had. I mean, he had Jalen Waddle. But even if you would have plugged in Waddle against someone else, it wouldn't have made a difference. So hey, uh, all right. Next we got Rita and Weep against Vakas football team. Vakas coming in with two hundred nine points. Reading Weep 176. If you looked on the thread this week in the chat, you saw um, Vakas was so kind to uh, rub it. I mean, not rub it in his face, but kind of show everybody what was going on and how Reading Weep has just been unlucky. He had, you know, basically pays, plays the highest score player every week um, or close to it and just kind of unlucky this season so far. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, it, his team does not look that bad. He just has underperformers, and he plays teams that are are doing awesome. So um, Vakas coming on top with two hundred nine, uh, one seventy six on that. Um, we'll go keep going on there. Do you want to talk about that, or are you good? Yeah, I, my my only takeaways from that was Josh Allen scored sixty two points for Vakas. I mean, he had a gigantic game against the the Washington football team. Another disappointing thing for Kevin, much like we talked about with living on Hilaire, was his wide receivers. Tyreek Hill was held in check again um, with nine points. Tyler Lockett, who has been on fire uh, in the past, seven points. Corey Davis for the Jets. I mean, it's the Jets. Now, the one saving grace for Kevin, however, is uh, Mike Williams for the Chargers. He has been on, fi- I mean, hotter than hot. Legit, Legitimately, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, both wide receiver ones on the same team. Every week. Fantasy and real life. They yeah. are that. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. So that was the saving grace. And and the last interesting note I had when looking at this matchup was Vakas outscored uh, uh, Reed and Weep by almost uh, by over thirty points. I think it's thirty three points. And even with Reed and Weep's defense scoring forty three points and Vakas defense scoring eight. So I mean, if you want to talk about unlucky on a team. If his wide receivers would have just produced like their normal. names, normal. Tyree Hill, dude, 
it would have been a lot closer matchup. But those were my takeaways. From and that. he picked up uh, Carr from Las Vegas. I believe he picked him off the waiver. Scored forty points. That's a very solid outing. Solid outing, yeah. For for a waiver wire quarterback. Absolutely. All right. Next, we have Black Hole against the Abusement Park. Black Hole <clears throat> putting up one hundred and seventy-five points against the Abusement Park. One hundred and forty-two points. What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, Bradley, the Bradley local matchup here. I really like it. You know, Black Hole has been a, a pretty decent surprise. Two and one this week, or sorry, excuse me, two and one through the year. Sitting at third place overall in the league and second place in the NFC, Black Hole. He's just got a solid team that just keeps winning. It, I mean, I know he only put up 175 points, but here's this past two point totals: 219 for Week One when he lost to Reed and Weep for 251 points. Anyone's losing that game. Then he put up 224 points against Vakas and won last week. This week he put up his lowest total of the year with 175.6 points. And still, and still got a win and beat Abusement Park, who only scored 142 points. I am pleasantly surprised at the Black Hole's performance. He's running out a solid lineup. I mean, Cooper Cup. I mean, uh, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup. Uh, name, me, name me any more top. Who's a better fantasy wide receiver right now than those three? Like, those guys are monsters. So congratulations, even with Russell Wilson for the black hole, only putting up 26 points. Congratulations to the black hole. He's keeping it churning and uh, keeping an eye on him right now. He's, he's looking really good positioning himself, not only in the division, but overall in the league for a playoff spot. All right. Next up we have office linebacker against Zika virus. Zika virus hitting up 190 points against office linebacker 171. Let's hear your thoughts on that, sir. Yeah, it was it was, uh, it was a, a disappointing game, I think. Uh, office linebacker, myself, had Sterling Shepard start. He only got three points. Went out of the game hurt. Uh, I think there, we both left points on the bench. Uh, Zika, Zika Virus started Daniel Jones, who only got him 25 points, but had... But had um, excuse me, had Tom Brady on his bench, with who could have got him 55 and uh, I had I started um, Tony Pollard, who I thought was going to do better. He got ten points. I had Cream Hunt on my bench, who got thirty six. So we just we both just left points on the bench. Sure, if I would have started Hunt over Pollard, I would have won. If he would have started Brady over Jones, and I had my same lineup, he would have blown me out. So it's just kind of so this was a it was a, a closer matchup because it had each of you been able to start different players, it would have been. It could have gone either way, no matter how you look at it. Yeah. I mean, optimal lineups, he still would have beat me, but it was one of those where it just kind of came down to one or two players who played. It was a good matchup, and good for Zika virus because it moves him to 3-0. and So, in a in a race where we had talked about last week with the NFC being so tight and playoff spots being um, at a premium, especially when we're looking at four or five playoff teams from the NFC, to put yourself in a position at 3-0 and in the AFC, I mean, dude, he's got a leg up. I mean, it's basically in his control for the rest of the year because... He's in the driving seat, for sure. Yeah, he's in the driving seat. Not only does he have the number one overall seed because of record, but he also is one of the only two teams with a winning record in the AFC. So, if he can just beat the teams in his division, then he's going to have that number one overall seed in the playoffs. Yeah. So he's in the driver's seat. So hey, good good on Zika Virus. Good win. Um, he, he's he, just like Black Hole. He's he's keep plugging away. All right. Last but not least, we have Tube Socks against 
what was waiver wire warriors <laughs> is now hurt squirts. Hurt squirts. Um, Take it away. <laughs> Take it away. Tube socks coming in at one ninety five. Hurt squirts. Waiver wire wires at one eighty one. So that game was a little bit different than I thought it was going to happen. I was watching on Sunday, and it, I felt pretty good about it. Uh, I didn't have too much worries. You know, once the afternoon started, I felt pretty good. Uh, Monday, Monday Night Football rolled around, and I unfortunately did not get a chance to watch any of that Monday Night Football game, but uh, I had to tune in um, the next morning to take a look at it, and Hertz actually did a lot more than I thought he was going to do. Um, from the sounds of it, and from what I've heard, is a lot of garbage time in that Monday Night Football game. And uh, garbage time does not mean garbage time for fantasy. It means a lot of uh, empty points, but those matter. That You can still win a game with uh, garbage time points. Um, unfortunately, uh, for Hurt Squirts, it was not enough to, um, to beat me. But uh, he did come back pretty good, and it was still a decent game. Our quarterbacks were about, I mean, Hurts... Jalen Hurts outscored, outscored Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. So I mean, yeah. But let's keep in mind though, Mahomes had a probably one of the worst games we've ever seen, and Hurts. I didn't like I said I didn't get to watch the game, so yeah, yeah. No clue what he looked like, but Mahomes had a very down game. I'm not too concerned about that. Um, my my wide receiver core. Uh, I did pick up Justin Jefferson in a trade. He scored 31 points. Uh, Goddard, I you know he's my tight end. I traded away two of my top tight ends, two of the league top tight ends. I'm still kind of streaming the tight end position, not you know feeling too good in there. Um, I did pick up uh, Dalvin Cook's backup in Madison. Yeah, and he did awesome. That's why you won. Points. I, I, yeah. I was gonna say you won because of the Madison pickup, which was genius. By the time I looked, he was already gone. Like you had already picked him up. Yeah. Um. So. And now knowing, since that was our last matchup, and we can kind of get into this now, I fully expected and would have bet money that you would have picked up uh, Chuba Hubbard. But you did not use your waiver pick on him. You're still sitting with the number one waiver pick. Give me your thoughts on that. I want to know why. The I don't want to give away all my secrets. Okay, but... don't give away your secrets. <laughs> Just give me general. So, it's going to take a lot from me to give up my waiver pick. I like yeah. to have, I'm in four fantasy leagues right now. Yeah. Three of them have waiver wires. One of them has the fab, which is the free agent uh, budget where you just buy, you can use your budget. You have money that you can buy your free agents, which I like. Um, the other three, I have a number one spot. I've been known to, I mean, nobody really pays attention to this, but I've been known to uh, obtain the number one waiver spot and just never use it all season. I like to have it in case I need it. Until the playoffs, like when you pick up Derrick Henry, the week he scores <laughs> 90 points. I, I like to have that because in my opinion, uh, I can say this now because I have the number one spot and yeah. I'm not going to use it. In my opinion, it gives me a much deeper bench, fully knowing that I can I can pick up anybody off the waiver that I want to right now. And I'm I find that pretty valuable and I'm not just going to waste it. Chuba Hubbard, I thought about it, and I don't know who picked him up or if anybody picked him up. Yeah. But I just kind of looked at it, and I did get to see that game, and I, I really wasn't impressed by him. Um, Madison, I know that system. I know he's a good running back. I thought he was going to do well. I didn't use my waiver on him, and he just happened to sit there, and I picked him up, and uh, you know, luckily he did very well for me. But yes. I, I value the number one waiver spot because I feel like the entire waiver list – 
is kind of my bench because if I really want somebody, I can just go get them. It's like an extra bench spot. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's great. And it's valuable. It's a strategy you've used for years. And uh, I've tried to emulate that um, towards the end of the year uh, in just kind of letting, in just kind of letting, um, I don't know how to say it, other people pick up stuff on, on waivers, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like to wait till they clear waivers and then uh, go through and just kind of like see what I can do. It, it takes a lot for me to actually pick up somebody with my waivers. So. Yeah. No, that's fair. And, and, and maybe I should have picked up or, or put in some waiver claims, but I mean, I moved this week just looking at waivers. For me, I moved from 10th place in waivers to 4th just by letting everyone else pick stuff up. Now, I missed out on some good guys. I missed out on guys like uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, and I think he's he could be big. Um, I think, uh, I, I don't know who picked him up. If I remember right, that may have been Abusement Park. Um, so, I I don't know if, I don't know if, maybe my, look, this is like a five-minute explanation of how, <laughs> how I'm trying to get to that waiver, that number one waiver spot as well, but well, I think that higher waiver priority can help deeper in the year. Yeah, so once once I use that waiver, yeah. then I, I'm going to use that waiver every single week because the guy that maybe I possibly wanted, I might just go for. If I don't have the number one or even yeah. the number two, if I'm not trying to get to that number one spot, I'm just going to wait around and I'm, I'm going to burn them. And just because if you go through it and then five other guys pick up a waiver spot, then you're already in the middle of the pack again. So if, if I'm not one, then I'll just burn my waivers multiple times because you can use three waivers and end up in – seventh place or seventh waiver spot after all the, the waivers clears. So. Yeah, that's fair. And, and, yeah, and I guess I just kind of wanted to move up anyways, but I mean, this is like probably the most boring fantasy football talk is talking about our waiver strategy. <laughs> so dude, going back, you said you missed watching the Monday night football game. What was up? What's up with that? Yeah. that I hate to, to talk about it, but it hurts a little bit, but so uh, long story short, I was on call for work and I had some, some people come over for the game. But hold on, you're being for real. For real. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I had some people coming over for the game. I had carne asada and some chicken on the grill. Yeah. And uh, I had everything going. I, I had all the sides prepared. I was sitting there. Pause. It's not the grill. It's the Blackstone. The Blackstone. This, yes. Yes. this podcast brought to you by Blackstone Grills. And all Blackstone products. Please find them at your local Walmart <laughs> or Amazon. All right. Back to the podcast. Sorry. Um. Uh, so carne I, asada on the black carne stone. asada on the blackstone. Yes, I got off of work at four o'clock. I'm I, I just got off of work, picked up the kids, started going. I had a bunch of people coming over to watch the game. We do it every Monday. We watch the game. We usually have a theme night. We prepare food from the local uh, wherever the game's being played. We if it's like Kansas City, we would do barbecue. If it's um, they're in New Orleans, we would do Cajun food. Just you know something like that. Just something we've done. I did it with Stephen Kimball um, for a couple of years, and then I, I'm doing it with some people now. So. Uh, anyways, I had people over at my house, uh, Dallas, they're in Dallas. I didn't really know what to do. So I did Mexican food. Um, it was fantastic. I had the grill going. I get called out for work about 30 minutes before the game starts. I ended up being out at work until midnight. I did not even get to see one down of football. And, uh, I took that personally. So, uh, coincidentally, I do not have that job anymore. I started a new job on Monday, uh, and in turn, I will be working right here where we're sitting right now at a podcast. So uh, I will have my TV rolling. I'll be working from home. And now you're all in big, 
big trouble because I have a lot more time to look at fantasy football. So Hold on. You literally got a new job because of fantasy. You missed out on the game. I took that personally. You took it personally. If you've ever seen the, the last, what is it called, that Jordan documentary, the, mm-hmm. the last dance, whatever, I yep. took that personally. And I walked in, I said, you're not going to take away money no. and football from me. No. True story. 100% true story. <laughs> well, not really. But. No, true story. You got, no, you have a new job. <laughs> you will be working at home in your office watching NFL Network. Tell me that's not true. That will be happening. Oh, it is true. <laughs> Man, you, everybody, tube socks, just put the league on notice. This My man is going to be, is going to have good morning football memorized on NFL Network. He's going to have all the latest pickups. Dude, you're you're in the great, a great spot. There's a couple of guys in the league that get to work from home, and yeah, and, uh, let's just say I was a little jealous. But, anyways, that that was what happened, and uh, and all joking aside, it is it is a blessing that I will be able to work from home now. Yeah, um, I hope this job is as awesome as I think it is, and uh, I hope that I'm able to uh, win fantasy football a little bit more now because I have more time to focus on fantasy football so a blessing for you a curse for the league that's what it is a blessing for you a curse for the league hey but just to let you know i work from home and i'm in 10th place so that's true yeah yeah so so good luck with so that we'll see what happens no here. but you know t- speaking of work do you know what jobs we need honestly we need the jobs where we can be awake at 2.40 in the morning <laughs> so that once all the after waivers hit and the free agents are there, we could just go pick up all the best free agents before anyone is even conscious yeah, for the day. That would be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? Hey, wouldn't it be cool if like we could do that? I wonder if there's anyone that currently has that capability in the league to do that. Man, that what an advantage that would give them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hmm. Regardless... Um, Okay, regardless, those were the those were the week three matchups. Glad to hear why you missed Monday Night Football. You know what? Don't mess with Tony's Monday Night Football <laughs> watching because he will literally go get a new job. So, congrats on that. Uh, thoughts on the standing so far? Any? I know we talked a lot about this last time. A lot about how the NFC was basically knotted up. Any surprises? Well, I, we touched on it a little bit last week when we did the podcast. Um, the the standings, that the projections, all that good stuff. Like I said, it's going to start shaking down. It's going to start mixing itself up. I, for one minute, didn't sit there and think that I was going to only win three games um, for the entire season. I don't think anybody's going to be under four or five wins. I think this league is so uh, so even across the board that... I think it's going to be a lot closer all around. I think the people who are missing the playoffs aren't going to be missing it by a lot. They're not going to be having three wins, four win seasons. I think the people are going to uh, be sitting there at maybe six, seven wins missing the playoffs. I think that's what this league is. It's proven to be that way. Um, I'm not. I think that the the standings right now they they're showing what's really going to happen, and it's kind of it is a. Uh, it's a little more telling right now, like because you can see one win at the beginning of the season will flip flop standing so quickly. When there starts to be separation, when uh, like right now Zika virus is three and zero, and Yahoo they don't really, I don't think they have a bunch of football guys sitting around making these predictions. They probably have computer programs making these predictions. Yeah, a bunch of nerds. <laughs> but it's showing Zika virus uh, finishing the season at seven and seven. 
So meaning he's only going to win four more games for the rest of the year. Yeah. I find that very hard to believe. I find it very hard to believe that the amusement park's only going to win three games. I And he's already got one, I believe, right? Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I have a very hard time believing that you're only going to win two. Um, Bacchus winning 13. Yeah, I can believe that. And one thing that's a little different that year that we've never, nobody's ever done is there's actually one extra game this year too. So I... I'm not sure. I don't know if you've even thought. I thought about that like two minutes before we started the podcast. That's going to mean the overall points scored are going to be more. That's going to mean these may possibly more injuries. What are your thoughts on that? What Have you thought about that before? Or is it just kind of a new thing you're thinking of? Yeah, it makes the playoffs later in the year because instead of weeks 14, 15, and 16, now it's weeks 15, 16, and 17. Because week 18, you know, people will get sad or you usually don't want to play playoffs at the very last week of the year. So it pushes everything out a week. You're going to have guys that, I mean, I think people are going to hang on to their bench players more because they know that the and handcuffs become even more important this year. I, it's, I think it's going to take a while to get used to. I, I don't see anything major changing other than I know there's going to be, obviously, another week there's going to be more points scored. What I, I I don't know if I necessarily fear it, but I have concern, maybe that's the right word, over, um, how am I trying to say this correctly? The potential for top players to, ha- there's more potential for players to have injuries during the playoffs at the end of the year. Imagine you have some top running back or wide receiver that's only used to playing 16 regular season games. Now they're in week 17, banged up, right? And you got them in the championship. It just seems like those extra games maybe lend a little bit more to injury proneness. I'm having a hard time putting that together. I hope you It makes sense. Yeah, okay. It makes sense. Like, they're... They're playing a whole nother game. Yeah. And I don't think anybody, correct me if I'm wrong, nobody's really played an NFL game, I think, in our league. So yeah, I'm yeah. just guessing on this. But, uh, I mean, I've played football, and I feel like you you know, if you actually play a game of football, you, I mean, we play the Turkey Bowl on Thanksgiving, you, you feel like you were in a car accident after that day. So I can only imagine if you're uh, taking a stiff arm from Derrick Henry or trying to tackle Dalvin Cook or something like that, or yeah. even just going across the middle, just getting getting hit. Uh, that's one extra car accident per year that you're going to have to take on. So um, I'm not sure this is something that the league has probably thought about. I'm not sure if we're going to see guys arresting. We might see guys saying, you know what, it's a little bit longer season. You might say, hey, now we have a guy that, I'm just going to sit him right now, uh, a healthy rest because we need him ready for the playoffs. If Let's say we're pretty certain we're going to win this division. We're going to go for this. They might just rest some of these players. A quarterback who is a little dinged up might rest a week so then you know he can recover from everything. So uh, we might see something different. We might not have noticed it. We might It might not be anything, but yeah, it, who it knows? could be something. If I, if I, and Looking back at the standings and things that surprised me, uh, living on Hilaire, who I picked to win the championship because of his running backs, he's in last place in the NFC. Right now he's out of the playoffs in seventh place, the first one out of the playoffs. And Zika virus has outscored living on Hilaire by almost 20 points. 
That's awesome. That's my biggest surprise takeaway. <laughs> uh, Tube socks. I I knew you're going to be in the uh, in the playoffs. You always are or always close or there. I've never missed them yet. Yeah, and being two and one, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, waiver wire warrior um, being in eighth place in the AFC. I don't that, think that's necessary. That surprises me. I don't think it's a symptom of his team. Uh, I just think that's because that or eighth place overall, but third in the AFC. Excuse me. That's because the NFC is so good. There's only every playoff. There's only one playoff team right now that are projected playoff team that is sitting at one and two, and that's read it and weep. And he scored five hundred ninety-seven points. Hurt Squirts is at is the eighth seed. And 552 points. So he's not that far away. But the difference is, Waiver Wire Warrior now, which could come back to bite him, which is, I guess, my last surprise of this segment we want to talk about. Waiver Wire Warrior is 0-2 in the division. In our division. In our division. (laughs) So if you want to make the playoffs, you have to beat the teams in your division. You play them twice. And my biggest surprise, and I thought we were worried, I, I think I got him in the playoffs, is you can't lose the games in the AFC to your division. Like, you just can't lose them. However, on the flip side, Tube Sox, you, you're 2-0 and in the division. You, I mean, so he, you're, if, you know, if you have, um, and you scored less points, 479, and, and Hurt Squirts has 552. I can't believe I keep saying Hurt Squirts. <laughs> Thanks for making us. Yeah, say thanks. That. But so, anyways, the point is, you got to win uh, versus your division. Waiver wire warrior, um, he's got to make that push to get to get um, some more um, wins in the AFC. Those are my surprises. Any other thing you got to add to that? Any other surprises? Anything? Anything you see that stands out? It, waiver wire warriors being where they're at makes uh, just kind of raises an eyebrow, and then read it and weep. Maybe he is going to... I would assume he goes back to Waverwire Warriors, but... Yeah. I mean... Well, I so... But then... And then Kevin, with Reed and Weep, him... I mean, DA was so kind to uh, kind of do those number things for us um, and kind of show us what we were working with there. And it's just a case of being unlucky. Like, he's his team is much better than his record shows. Uh, I believe throughout the full season, uh, he's, he's going to get a little bit, you know... A little bit of steam in there. He's going to start to rise a little bit. Like I don't, I don't think he's going to continue to lose all these games. But yeah, I guess. And if you wanted to know the the wackiness of fantasy football, if you will, so uh, Cody has lost two games in the division. Uh, I think uh, week two he lost to Zika virus, and then last week he lost to YouTube sucks. When you put up 195 points, that was a good game, by the way. So he's 0-2 versus the division, which the AFC is the weaker division. I think we both agree on that. Yes. Do you know who his one win, without looking, do you know who his one win was against? We have our words? Yeah. You? No. No. Bench warmers. Whoa. Yes. So talk about fantasy football. Is that week one? Week one. Nice. He beat bent, bench warmers. So he hasn't beat anyone in the AFC, but he's beat bench warmers. <laughs> think about that. I mean... I, I don't even know how to like uh, prescribe the the or fix any issue that's going on. Maybe it really is just luck. Maybe not that his team isn't scoring, just other people are just having better weeks. But 
That's tough. I, so, so beat bench warmers week one, and, <laughs> and then, then lose to me, and then lose. Yeah, bench warmers, mind you, who is two and zero in the NFC. His only loss, he's beat everyone he's played in the NFC. His only loss is to hurt squirts. Okay, <laughs> so just a just a wacky wacky season, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I, we touched on last week too is yeah you know, every right now every week things just flip flop and change like yeah. that. Yeah. Nobody's really separated too much. You know, nobody's no. It's impossible to separate that much right now after three weeks. Uh, just I'm, right now the situations there's six minutes left in this game. Cody's back is facing the TV. I'm watching the TV, so I'm watching this game. Uh, this tight end, CJ Uz- Uzoma. For the Bengals. For the Bengals. Yeah. Four targets, three receptions, 61 yards, two touchdowns. Wow. He is on the waivers right now. So, no. yeah. Oh, wow. That's what I'm saying. Like, this guy, this deep, this offense, pretty awesome. Um, just... Look, I, found, I think you found your new streaming <laughs> tight end. So. One one more thing uh, before we get into uh, before we get into this week's matchups and talk about this, um, if and when you said that it's, there's flip flopped and we have a long ways to go, uh, Zika virus. We've touched on him a lot tonight, but Zika virus is three and zero. He's played. He's only played the AFC, so he's only played teams in his division. Right. Mm-hmm. He is number one overall in the league because of his record. Read It and Weep is in fourth place in the NFC, but sixth place overall. So he's in the playoffs, right? With a record of one and two. And he has only played people in his division. So he's one and two. However, Read It and Weep at one and two in sixth place overall, second to last in his division, has scored 597 (laughs) 597 points. Zika virus, who's three and zero and only played teams in his division, has only scored five hundred eighty six points. <laughs> so, so once Zika virus starts to get uh, more play in the NFC, maybe those standings do change. I mean, because then it, it's it's basically like a gauntlet. So, for example, this week, uh, Zika virus is playing his first interleague game. Every uh, this is an AFC versus NFC week. Uh, of which I predicted the the AFC to go five and zero. Yeah, and he's playing Vaca, so he's got his work cut out for him. Uh, and uh, so once once we get going during the season, some of this, some of the, a lot of these standings, I mean, they really could. They're gonna they're gonna shake out. Really shake out. Yeah, that's that is crazy because uh, when you look at all these games, like when you're pretty hyper focused on your own, but then you start looking at it, and it really hurts. When you're having a great, great week, you're scoring 210 points, 200, you know, 30 points, whatever, and you're playing the guy who's having an awesome week, and he scored 240, 50 points. And then I, I know when I lose like that, I look around and I'm like, I could be everybody else in this yes, league. Yes, yes. But it does not matter. Nope. It does not matter in this league. There are leagues where it's a rolling total like that, and it's kind of the best. So if you look at that. I don't, I don't know what that league is called, but there is a league where it's just every week you go, go, go like that. So to me, and I'm not suggesting we switch that league because I like this format for this league, um, but there is a league out there that it just your points go, 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 go. And at the end of the season, you it doesn't matter that the guy you were playing had one more point than you, and that's a loss because it doesn't matter. But that one, it, it's just going to show you who the probably the, the best 
managers are that actually have the most points. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. I, I, I've never been in a league like that. But, I mean, with our league, you know, if 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 and if, if some butts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what. It's kind of like a, well, sorry, kid. You know, you lost. <laughs> it's kind of like one of those, you know. There's not much we can do. Let's get into the Week 4 matchup, shall we? Um, uh, you want to go through these? Yeah, we'll go through these. Uh, keep in mind, it is Thursday, so it's a little bit different right yeah. now because there's actually points on the board right now. So uh, I'm going to try to not let that sway me in any direction. Even Good luck though, with that. Yeah, even though I'm looking at reading week with 31 points right now um, against Abusement Park at 16 points. Um, yeah, but okay, start. Go ahead and start there because I want to talk about it. Okay, we'll start there. So I'll pull it up right now because why not? We have the ability to pull up live stats. Let's not. Uh, right now, the original projections are. Read it and weep, 183. Abusement Park, 159. Uh, live projections, a little bit different. Um, a little bit higher for both. They're they're overproducing what they were projected. Uh, uh, Read and weep has 31 points from Robinson, Jacksonville running back. Uh, Jamar Chase, who is a stud out there right now uh, for Abusement Park. Ah, did he draft him or did he pick him up? He had to have drafted him, right? I think so. Okay. Uh, he's got 16 points. He's got 77 receptions right now. Uh, it's it's getting to be that witching hour where there's about f- five minutes left of the fourth quarter, and he could throw a bomb and throw a touchdown because he needs to get a touchdown right now. So um, mm. right now, I'm going to have to go with Rita and Weep just because of the of the way it's looking right now. His, he's got one player who's doubled his points projection, and uh, – Abusement Park has a player that's got two points more than his projections are supposed to get. And I just like the squad. It would not surprise me at all if Abusement Park wins. But right now, if I had to pick, I would pick Reed and Weep. I'm going Abusement Park. I'm going 5-0 and for the AFC this week. <laughs> I'm going Abusement Park because Reed and Weep started DJ Chark, who got zero points and is now out for the year. Yeah. So I'm gonna oh, go. I didn't, think, I didn't yep, even notice that. Yep. So I'm gonna go with Abusement Park in this. I, Abusement Park's gonna take it. Like Trevor's team name last week. Suck it, Kevin. <laughs> What's our next matchup? Next matchup we have is they're both different. But let's do Zika virus against Vacas football team. Yeah. This is this is probably my matchup of the week. Um, I know the original projections for Vacas were 210 to 192 to Zika virus. Um, this is a first place. This is my matchup of the week because where Vaca sits at fourth overall in the league and Zika virus is sitting at first at three. It's a three and O versus a two one one matchup. This is big. If Z, if Zika virus can pull this out and move to four and O and have, uh, and have a perfect conference record and beat a team from the NFC, he's, I mean, it's basically a, a playoff guarantee. And I mean, how, how are you going to keep losing these games? So I'm going to go with Zika virus. Over Vakas, uh, I know he's got Marvin Jones Jr. playing Zika Virus does, who only has five points. Marvin Marvin Jones Jr. hasn't been like, like lights out this week, but there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, wiggle room. Uh, my only hesitation in picking that is Zika Virus is currently starting Eli Mitchell for San Francisco. I don't know the Eli Mitchell Trey Sermon dynamic yet. Uh, you or know, Hasty or that whole right, backfield right. is so. As opposed to as opposed to Vaca starting Adam Thielen, who's been like surprisingly still good, and uh, Harris, the running back for Pittsburgh, who's been on fire too. So my my brain tells me how could you not pick Vaca? But my heart, my five and zero AFC heart, Zeke virus, go get him. Uh, just to note, it looks like uh, Vaca did handcuff 
uh, McCaffrey with Chuba Hubbard yes. as a backup. He did not start him. Um, I I don't know. We'd have to look at it real quick. I'm not sure if, if uh, Bacos did end up using his waiver priority to get Chuba Hubbard, but uh, he did handcuff him, but he's not starting him because when you have uh, the lineup like Vakas has, you have that ability to just kind of wait it out and kind of make sure nobody else gets that. In case he does start blowing up, then he's got him on his team. So, Yep, fair enough. All right, next we have Living On Hilaire against Hertz Squirts. Hertz Squirts. Okay, <laughs> I'm going Hertz Squirts, okay, because no one with the team name of Hertz Squirts should lose that game. Uh, this was actually going to be my original pick for um, for game of the week, but I, I wanted a Zika virus Vakas matchup for the aforementioned reasons. Now, Hurt Squirts is cur- has a current projection of 205 to live in on Hilaire's 220. I'm going to go with, I'm sticking with the AFC. I'm going to go with Waiver Wire Warrior. He's, his only win has been outside the conference. This <laughs> week, he's getting another one. Waiver Wire Warrior, I felt like Lee Corso. Give me the Hurt Squirts head. And I can put it on and cheer like on college game day. Uh, Jalen Hurts is going to have a big game versus the Chiefs. Okay, Allen Robinson is going to get back on track for Chicago versus Detroit. Kamara is going to blow up the Giants. Mixon's got him 17 points, which is great. He's he only needs can't do math eight more yards to hit that 75 yard uh, running back bonus, dude. Give me Hurts squirts. All right, there it is. I do. Oof. I don't even know if I can... It's crazy to me to look at 7th place against 8th place right now, looking at those two teams. I, I would have guessed right now they'd be 3-4, and four, one and or 2-3, and three, or 4-5. and five. Like It's crazy to see, but it's early in the season. Um, I'm going to go living on Hilaire just because... I, you would. Yeah, sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I get it. I get it. All right, next we have... The guaranteed victory between office linebacker who guaranteed victory against his brother, Bench Warmers. <clears throat> I'm going to let you talk about that one because you just came out with a guarantee. So let's just hear about this. I'm telling you this right now. Take it to the bank. I have never in my life been so confident in guaranteeing a victory. I am going to not only beat Bench Warmers, but I'm going to make him cry to our shared mama that his big brother came in and whooped his butt in fantasy football and hurt his pride. Bench warmers moving to two and two. I'm happy this is gonna be my first win. I guarantee I'm taking this over over bench warmers. Office linebacker over bench warmers. Here's the here's why. Kyler Murray versus the Rams. Trash. He's a bum. Stephon Diggs versus Houston. That guy is washed up, overrated, bum. Terrible fantasy football material. Keenan Allen. Keenan who? Nick <laughs> Chubb. Give me a break. That dude couldn't start on that dude couldn't start on the Pop Warner team, okay? Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is the most overrated tight end in the history of the NFL, okay? David Montgomery. David Montgomery, that doesn't sound like a football player. That sounds like a cheesy uh, romance novel author's name, okay? <laughs> Aaron Jones, the the Packers aren't handing him the ball. Okay, suck up sucks. Okay, <laughs> Dallas sucks. Okay, your team sucks. Bench warmers, you're going down. You're gonna lose. Your players are trash. And guess what? 
you're not going to make the playoffs either. You're sitting at the first NFC team. NFC is going to run roughshod over you, dude. You're not going to win. You're not going to win, okay? Office linebacker, guaranteed. I'm already thinking of the name of our gentleman's agreement that we're going to pick. I think AOC 2024, maybe (laughs) I'm going to use. I think that would be great. Um, Maybe something like, I love my big brother, or you know, some something along those lines. I'm I'm already thinking about it. I'm it's gonna dude, it's gonna be a bomb. Dude, let's look at my team, okay? I got DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is going to explode against the Bears, okay? Logan Thomas, tight end, more like Logan touchdown. He's gonna go <laughs> off against Atlanta. I got Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick, the guy who's going to be the 6'4", big-body receiver, Tim Patrick. He's, dude, Bridgewater's going to be throwing him the ball. He's going to be – he's going to take that in, and he's going to – he's going. they're going to whoop Baltimore, okay? I got Chris Godwin, who I traded for. Godwin, you got you got uh, Mr. Brady going to throw it to him in, in New England, get a bunch of touchdowns. I got McLaurin, Scary Terry. He should be scary because he's going to outplay Stephon Diggs, brother. Okay. <laughs> and I got Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Mr. Discount Double Check MVP himself playing quarterback. It's not, dude, it's not even a contest. It's not even a con- Move on. This this is well, a guaranteed win. But so, with the guaranteed win, yeah. the gentleman's bet yeah. is you're going to be able to change the name. The winner gets to change the name for of the week. loser for yeah. the week. So, start, give, start thinking suggestions for me to name Trevor's team. I. I think something for Trevor. Yeah. I would think something like um, Robert Griffin the Turd, maybe. <laughs> right. RG yeah. number two. I yes. Don't, I don't know. Something like that. Just that's kind of Trevor's speed, but. LGBTQ uh, plus. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just, just spitballing out there. But when I saw a guarantee, that's why I had to, to make the suggestion for the gentleman's bet because, yeah. I mean, when you're going to guarantee something like that, if, if you really are this. Uh, this confident in your team, then yeah. this is going to be great. So I'm not just confident. I know what's going to happen. I mean, I, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to tell you. Like, I know this is going to happen. Okay. Well, there we go. So then, the last one of the week, we have the black hole against tube socks. Black hole um, projected to get 188. I'm projected to get 189. But right now. Tyler Boyd has been going off. He just um, went over the 100 reception yards. So he's got nine receptions, 118 yards. He's got 25 points sitting on there. Uh, That looks pretty good for the black hole. Um, Russell Wilson against San Francisco. That's an interleague um, game. I think Russell Wilson is going to go off on that one. Cooper Cup, he's the man right now against another interleague game against Arizona. Uh, They have a young, very young uh, cornerback core. I think Cooper Cup's going to get his. Um, more from Carolina. He's he's just uh, Chase Edmonds. Uh, I mean, that's. I don't think he's going to do very good. But Gronkowski going back with his best friend Tom Brady going back to see his old team, his old coach. I think Gronkowski's going to go off. Pittman Jr.'s been going off. Wait a minute! Breaking news in the League of Extraordinary Dudes. We have a crazy breaking news story coming in during the podcast. Uh, Tube Socks, why don't you go ahead and look at the latest news that just came over. Can you go ahead and do that? Let's go down to the league section. Why don't you look at... uh, uh, Message board? No, not message board. How about you go to... um, 
Uh, maybe you could check your email or you could go to your team and see the new pending trade, the pending, uh, the pending transaction that's going on. This has never happened before. This, is this has never happened before on the on the podcast. Look, I'm telling you, man. Have you pulled up? I can't believe you didn't see the notification come across your screen. I don't see anything. Here is the pending transaction. Are you? You don't see anything. The email came out. Sorry. Go ahead. Read it to me. I don't, I, my stuff doesn't pop up. I don't. Here we go. Breaking news on the League of Extraordinary Dudes podcast. A major trade has just gone down between Living on Hilaire and Office Linebacker. Living on Hilaire trades Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry and his 13th, 14th, and 15th pick to Office Linebacker for Terry McLaurin and Aaron Rodgers for a 2, 3, and 4. That is breaking Whoa. news here on the League of Extraordinary News podcast. Your thoughts, Tube Socks. Let's get your reaction. Here we go. That is blowing my mind right now. Living on Hilaire, what are you doing? Did you did you submit that or he submit that? Uh, so we've been working on this for a while. Oh my Guaranteed gosh. win versus Bench warmers. Is this going to clear before Sunday? It clears on Saturday. I'm coming for you, bench warmers. Oh you better be shaking in your little bald-headed boots, boy. Okay, I'm coming for you. Big bro isn't going to lay down like that. Thoughts, Tube Socks? Tell me what, you, tell me what you're thinking. Well, that is an amazing trade. Yeah, I did not know Derrick Henry was on the uh, trading block. That yep. was... Look, that's awesome. I, I've been I've been a little obnoxious at the last end of this podcast here because of Trevor. So grant me a little leeway here. But um, I've been looking uh, to get that move. Um, this still I still have a first round pick and a fifth round pick. So this allows me to have a keeper if I want to. But uh, I know I'm giving up Scary Terry here and and Aaron Rodgers. But I have a plan. I think I know what I'm doing and. Uh, this allows me to play. I think this is gonna bring. Let me just say, I think this is gonna bring our matchup a little, a, lot closer, a little yeah. closer. So, uh, yeah. Let me just say again, guaranteed win, guaranteed win. Derrick Henry is playing the New York Jets. Let me t- let me give you Derrick. Just if you don't know, okay. I'm I'm not like saying that this is why, but let me give you Derrick Henry's point total. So he played Arizona the first week. He got 12 points. Okay, that's not good. He played Seattle and scored 79 points. <laughs> then he played Indianapolis and scored 36. And now he's going to play the New York Jets. Do you know who he plays week five after that? Jacksonville. <laughs> now, okay, so 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 here we go. We, the playoffs are weeks 15, 16, and 17. Weeks fit week fifteen he plays the Steelers who have looked pretty dysfunctional. Sixteen he plays the um, San Francisco 49ers who just got demolished by Zeke Elliott. And week seventeen the championship week they play the Miami Dolphins. So I like Derrick Henry's matchup the next couple weeks, and I love Derrick Henry's matchups during the playoffs. I mean, I think Derrick Henry is just huge trade matchup proof. 
that's a huge and he's proven to be I mean uh, he's Derrick Henry. He's proven to be healthy. Yes. That's the most important thing is a healthy a healthy running back. He's he, I mean I haven't heard of much injury from him for the last couple seasons. So awesome trade on your part. Um living on Hilaire looks like he has joined the ranks of myself and kind of playing for next season. No, 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 no. So this is this is the the luxury of having a ton of draft picks or being able to keep players and have a ton of draft picks. Living on Hilaire, he can get rid of Derrick Henry, and he still is going to start Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Like any other person would consider those top three. Like, they would start those three running backs and think that they're set or ready for a championship run. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I know he was inconsistent the first two weeks. He scored almost 31 points against the Chargers, and he's getting ready to play Philadelphia. So, there's a chance that he can have... um, Maybe he doesn't have as much movement as you're thinking. So, this is really a luxury trade for him. Where he can put... My opinion now, tell me if you think I'm wrong... But he can put himself in a position to still win and compete in the NFC, make the playoffs and make some noise, and get draft picks and upgraded his quarterback. Because I had to trade away Aaron Rodgers and Scary Terry for Ryan Tannehill and Henry. Remember, remember now, how, why living on Hilaire lost. His running back, or his wide receivers, excuse me, didn't produce yeah. at all. So... This is a chance for him to upgrade at wide receiver. He upgrades at quarterback, and he can plug in another RB1 into that position. No, it's not Derrick Henry, but he can make up those points. Now, that's just... I mean, (laughs) that's how I view it for him. I don't know. Just Yeah, I mean, time will tell on that one. It's just getting rid of the, in my opinion, the best running back in the game right now. Yeah. Would seem like you're tanking, but he does have depth in there, so... He's got the depth um, to do it. Yeah, and Bengals just won on Thursday Night Football with, I think, a field goal, so... Wow. Yeah, I, I had picked up the Cincinnati defense because they were, like, one of the top streaming defenses mm-hmm. to project it to score 28 points. They scored 11. <laughs> yeah, so I, I shouldn't have trusted that. But there we go. Breaking news. Um, I think we went through all the matchups. I didn't mean to step over the... Black hole tube socks matchup. I'm gonna go tube socks on this. I'm going five and zero for the AFC this week. Um, uh, I do you have black hole? What do you think on that matchup? What are your thoughts on your on your matchup before we get out of here? I got black hole taking that one. Do you really? Yeah. Even with Mahomes playing in Philly, yeah. I mean Russell Wilson. I th- okay. You and this is this is you and I talking, and the podcast can listen in. I saw Russell Wilson was a fade this week. I think being. Being inner league, it's either San Francisco's defense is going to have him figured out, yeah, and keep it, or he's going to have them figured out. I think it's going to be all or nothing for him. I think he's going to score fifteen points, or he's going to score sixty points. I think that's kind of the two options he'll have. Um, those inner league, uh, inner uh, division games. I keep saying inner league, inner division games. Um, in the real league, those are those are going to be crazy. So anything can happen on there. Yeah, I like all of his matchups. I don't. Necessarily love mine. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I mean, Joseph Jefferson, Cleveland, I think that's a tough matchup for Minnesota regardless. Uh, Debo Samuel versus Seattle. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of start-sit projections that say he's going to go off. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a great game. Samuel's going to have a great game. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. But I'm going to go Tube Socks on that one. 5-0 and AFC this week. It's going to be great. And a guaranteed win. Office linebacker over bench warmers. Guaranteed. Start thinking of those names. Sorry for... I apologize for the obnoxiousness with my brother, but I can do that because he's my brother. So, dude, we've gone... Again, we've gone almost an hour. This is fantastic. Any other thing you want to talk about? Uh, no, I I think I'm good. I think it's going to be a good week. It's kind of cool uh, doing the podcast on a Thursday night with the game going on. It, it's pretty it kinda, neat. It kind of makes the... Uh, the projection's a little different because when she starts seeing one person overproducing and now the legit predictions are different in either way. So um, I think it'll be a good week. I think it's going to be uh, a close week for everybody now that the office linebacker has um, has had this trade go through. Uh, another question I had, though, I can only think of one time a trade has gotten rejected. I think it was that time that you were doing something, and somebody said it was right it, before the playoffs. Wouldn't it be funny to block this trade when and you everybody had everything, voted and everybody voted against it? Yeah. Uh, hey, shut up! I'm cutting this out of the podcast. <laughs> I'm cutting this out of the podcast. All right. No, there's no way that everybody's going to re- listen to this before that trade goes through. So, um, yeah, there is. No. It, it goes through on Saturday, <laughs> dude. Abusement Park tomorrow is going to go into work. He's going to scroll into work or whatever he's doing. He's going to put on a stupid headphones. He's going to listen to this thinking, oh, I'm abusement park. I'm the best. And he's going to he's gonna listen to it, and he's going to hear at the very end, hear you talking about voting down. He's not going to hit. He cannot hit that vote against button fast enough. And you know what Trevor's he'll told me? He'll start campaigning, and he'll start. You, you know Benchwarmers is voting against it. Yeah. Yeah. I hate all of you. I usually vote against no on every trade just for fun because I just, <laughs> I've never seen one. Unless it's, like, completely fair. Like, you had a trade... Last week, I was like, yeah, that's completely fair. I'm not going to vote against that. Yeah, that, it was the Tony Pollard. Yeah, that uh, one I was like, that, I can't I can't in a good conscience vote against that one. That was a perfect trade. So, yep. Um, yeah, well, congrats to you if that one goes through. But yep. uh, that's an awesome trade. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming over and doing uh, this podcast in my new work-from-home office. It's, and, it's- uh, it's great, man. This is like uh, this is like the best o- the best office for work from home ever. And you know what? Maybe we'll start doing this on Thursday nights. This is pretty fun. Yeah. Anyways, thanks guys for listening in. It's been a fun week. Good luck this week to everyone, and uh, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>